What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to A's for Alcoholic. We're here again to discuss our alcoholism both in the real world (laughs) and in the not-so-real world as it seems these days. Mm -hmm. All kinds of strange stuff um, going on. There's always... I, I wonder if... I wonder if there's always been strange stuff going on. We're just more, we just have more information coming at us all the time. You know? Yeah, I think that's it. So it's like making us feel more intense. You know what, man? I will be fucking super stoked if I wake up tomorrow and I'm 11 and they had just pulled all my teeth out. And that this was all just a wild ass dream. <laughs> and, they, and then you just wear dentures from 11 on. Right, no, because when oh, I was a kid, teeth? I oh. had like really crowded teeth, so they had to pull a bunch of them to make oh, room Jesus. for the braces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they would put me under, and I'd have these wild fucking dreams every time they put me under, because they have to put me all the way out. And uh, like I dreamt once I was in the Jeffersons, and I was a Jefferson. It was like I fucking loved it. Like I fucking loved it. But yeah, I'm just hoping I wake up tomorrow and I'm 11, and it's 1987, 86, and I'm, my mom's like, wake up, mijo, they pulled your teeth out. <laughs> and you get to have a fucking push up and uh, a popsicle and a yeah yeah and look at them both and be like y'all should quit drinking <laughs> right yeah um, I'm gonna invent the iPad we we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk today about uh, the letter is B and so we're gonna talk about the uh, the movie Be Cool which I think was the uh, the I don't the, know. The sequel to uh, Get Shorty with uh, John Travolta. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke to land. I didn't know. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't really have, I didn't have, a, I didn't have much of a joke other than that movie right. was terrible. And tomorrow, what is it, next week at C for Cool Runnings, which is cool a dope fat. I love that movie, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was John Candy in that? Was he the, the... I think he was, yeah. I gotta right. like, look for my phone now, but I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know. No, um, B B today is going to be for be calm, and I think that um, I really would love to be able to give you listeners some actionable items, things to do, and 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 things that have worked for me. And I feel like I've been neglectful on my calmness. I mean, I, I, and it, when I say that, like the thing that that pops in my head in all this anxiety ridden world we live in is like, I used to have a really strong meditation practice. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started it, I did it like, I got like 45 days in a row and I was stoked. I was like, that's fucking Mm -hmm. month and a half. And then I just quit. I don't remember why I quit. (laughs) You're like, that's it. I'm all meditated (laughs) up now. I'm good. Mm -hmm. My car has been punched for the month. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that, that to me, that kind of, and that's not just the only thing, but that always seems like, oh, if I meditate, I'll be calm. At least in those moments, mm-hmm. I'll be calm. And I just haven't done it, right. and I've been meaning to do it. And whatever whatever the issue is, I think I'm probably spending far too much time scrolling through whatever, pick the app of the day, and feeling right. anxious and frustrated. And like, if I'm not if I'm not a part of this solution to the world's woes, then I'm then I'm part of the problem. And it's like, well. You are allowed to still live your life, and you are mm-hmm. allowed to still um, be a part of your own life and 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 do the things that you love. And you know we can still be conscious and we can still be active in helping the world be a better place. But it doesn't help if you're fucking miserable and anxious and frustrated. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about like 
how do I present my art or my my performance or stuff like that online without feeling insensitive to all of the stuff that's going on today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's really hard because you're, you're right. Like I was thinking about like what comedy skits could I do or something's and it's like, that doesn't seem interesting or fun. Right. But yeah, but also it, it anything that in trying to make our own lives better, right. Not just all of the, all the stuff that's going on in the world. It has to be something that we will do consistently and it has to be something that it has to be something that I'll do sustainably. So like I can't just I can't just go, "Oh, I'm going to meditate for fucking 5 hours today and then I'll be good for the rest of the month." Or right. you know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. run a marathon and then you're good for the year. That's yeah. not how it works. I mean, I am, but yeah. Right? <laughs> it doesn't Yeah, I don't need to run any more marathons after no. that. But I, I get where you're coming from, yeah. I know exactly the point you're... I'm just adding a little bit of levity. So we gotta... We really get... Yeah, I mean, we have to. We have to add levity to this all. Or otherwise, <laughs> it would be fucking gloomy and, and Fuck, sad. Fuck, I know. And, you know, like, yeah. oh, I gotta work on myself every single day. I was thinking... So I just had a therapy session before this, and... um one of the things I was telling her was um, sometimes I just don't feel like fucking working on myself, man. Sometimes I'm just like, Fuck yeah, this, I don't want to do this. And like, and I, or I'll say to myself, well, when is the payoff going to come? Right. And I think that maybe, and in those moments, I'm usually probably, I'm usually exhausted or tired and I just need to rest. You know, we go back to halt. I'm usually just tired. and um, don't want to do all the chores and tasks that I've put into my routines. But Mm -hmm. the payoff comes from doing it every single day. And I I know that sounds, that probably sounds a little trite or a little glib or a little um, too simple, but like the payoff is doing the thing, right? Right. What if, you know, if you were just like, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lift weights until I got big muscles and then I'm going to quit. Like right. The- oh, okay. Right. Now, this is the thing about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that makes it a little clearer to me because I would get into these conversations with a friend of mine, with an and an acquaintance, and he would always say, I hate working out because I'm always working out for other people and you have to do it all the time and you never get to stop. Like if you want to look good for other people, you never get to stop. Mm-hmm. And it always blew me away that that was the thought process in that because it was always like it's not the end result. It shouldn't be your achievement. The end result should be that that discipline you have every day of making yourself feel better. Like you feel mm-hmm. better after you do it. Like you're a little tired or whatever, but then you feel better. You feel stronger. You feel like you can do things more. You feel healthier. Like to me, working out was always first initially was about losing the weight, which is, I guess, a really great metaphor for alcoholism, right? Because the initial part of doing this quote unquote work on yourself is to lose weight, get rid of the problem of alcoholism. And then from there, you just maintain because you feel better. So it should be the, the, the um the factor that you should be working on is what makes you feel better this is what you were doing before that made you feel better and it just made you feel horrible near the end of it and now this is what you do now that's the actual thing that you should be doing to make you feel better Mm -hmm. i've always had an issue and not like an angry issue or a disagreement i've just always had an issue with the idea of doing self-work because it was always very abstract to me even going into the program and working the steps to me was always incredibly unclear to me they said you'll feel better if you work the steps and then i would work with another alcoholic and be like how do i work these steps and then they would tell me the same thing that I'd already hear. And it was just, I just, sometimes I guess I just needed like a drawing or something, <laughs> like something really tangible. Cause to me, it always felt like the 12 steps, they worked if you knew how to work them. And I just never could figure out how to work them. So even up to this point, I'm just kind of working it. I'm doing what I figured out worked for me. And I may not be doing it the way it should be done. So doing self-work is a weird thing. It's so abstract to me. It's intangible. What is self-work? Well, try not to repeat the same shit you did before that fucks you up, right? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, yeah. Don't don't repeat the same shit that fucks you up. <laughs> you know, but, stop But doing it that. is always in my nature to repeat that shit, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not the drinking, but the reacting 
reacting instead of listening. You know, I always had a hard time with that and I'm getting better at it. It's a long process. It's like lifting weights. It's like you and your slumper challenge. You don't just do 100 push-ups and all of a sudden you're fucking yoked and you're Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like you gotta do more than the 100 push-ups at one point. This is like your gateway into it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but you do see results if you repeat those actions over and over and over again. Eventually you'll be like, oh, there's a little line right there where there was no line before you know like whoa there's a little bump now you know where there wasn't a bump i actually have a bicep that i can see (laughs) right like you showed me before we started the pod and i was like dude your arms are bigger than mine and i lift weights like three times a fucking week i know i'm so so a couple of things here um yeah finding things that are tangible they have to be small because uh, and i don't speak for everybody but i think most of us alcoholics kind of overthink things and overblow things and we make things i think at least i do i will make something so big in my mind that i will give up before i even start because yeah. it's easier right so oh my god that's like my <laughs> mo dude yeah <laughs> right so let's whether yeah. it's whether it's working the steps whether it's fucking the yard work that i have to do whether it's yeah. you know um paying off a bill, whether it is um, anything, whatever it is, right? Whether it's running a mile or running 13 miles, yeah. whether it's doing 100 push-ups a day for the entire month of July, which I'll talk to you about here in a second, but um, it's making making it bigger than it is so that I, I, can, I can give myself an excuse to give up. So if I make it as vague as possible, if I make it this the, the self-work, like what the fuck is that, then... Ah, well, what the fuck is that? I don't have an answer, so I'm not going to even try. And Mm -hmm. I also think, like, when you were talking before about it and about self-work and it being being vague, is I don't remember every single moment of change and growth. There are are a few where the, the epiphanies were so big that I was like, oh, man, that's it, right? right? So Mm -hmm. I think that the slow educational process of recovery is 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 more apparent in my life than it is these big shocking epiphanies and so i have to really and we're it's very easy to get comfortable in the moment of what we're doing and how we are and for me to look at myself and i go like oh man i still got this this belly fat i want to get rid of and yeah and to look at pictures of myself from a year or two ago even a year ago like yeah I've come a, a huge way, so um, I think that it's I think that it's important to look at your progress, and I think it's important for me uh, for me to look at my progress, and I think it's important for me to find something smaller and not listen to those voices that want to make it too hard. Yeah, those voices that want to make it too big, those voices that want to make it too complex. I need to simplify it because that's just the way my brain works, and so. Something as simple as, like, I've got this fucking nectarine tree outside, and the deers have pulled one of the one of the um, the things down, one of the branches down, and it's hanging super uh-huh. low, but the fruit's not ripe yet. And I'm like, they fucked it all up, and so I'm trying to get the ladder out, and I've got this twine, <laughs> and I'm like, but the ladder's not tall enough, and I'm trying to like get yeah. the twine, and this is like, oh, this is just too goddamn much. There's no solution. They're just gonna rip it down. And I was like, well, wait, don't they usually like pick fruit unripe and then let it ripen off the tree? So couldn't I just pick this fruit now and get get it off and away from the deer? As much as I love the deer, I don't want to feed them like that. And so you don't want them to eat all your tangerines. That's a much easier solution than when I Mm -hmm. was up on the. I'm up on this ladder trying to twine this slumped over fucking branch to another branch above it that I can't reach. And I'm like, and I'm wearing flip flops and I'm going to fucking kill myself. Why are you on a ladder in flip flops? I just already picture you out there in like a like a fucking five panel baseball cap with Velcro on the back, uh-huh. wearing a Frankie says relax t shirt yep. in flip flops, like on a ladder, like cursing yourself, being like these fucking deer. But also it's you, so you're like, I mean, I love the environment and I love animals, but these fucking deer though, like, I don't. Think... First of all, put some fucking sneakers on, mm-hmm. dude. Relax, uh, don't do it. Right, and I gotta put relax, that on my don't do it mix. <clears throat> that's a good fucking running mm-hmm. song yeah but I, you know what i imagine is you're in your mm-hmm. kitchen 
drank a cup of coffee, looked out the window, saw the branch, and went, fuck, I need to take care of that right now. And just walked out in your flip-flops. And I did. It. I took the, I grabbed I know, the ladder I know. from the laundry room and the twine from the junk drawer, and I was like, I got to go out there right now and take care of this. I was yeah. like, I can't believe you goddamn dear. And so... So will, will they go ripe in the basket then? They will, I, right? They have to. I mean, I took... Right. I pulled one off and I bit it and it was still hard and it was it was really yeah. tart. So I didn't, Is this a tangerine, <clears throat> like an orange, like a citrus a nectarine, fruit? Nectarine. Like it's a nectarine. stone fruit. Nectarine. Like a peach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stone fruit. That's a better way than... Yeah. It's not a peach. It's a nectarine, Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my so. dad sells produce for a living too. I should know this shit, man. So I think that... Um, finding the simpler solution and also <clears throat> just fucking start that's the problem too that i find that's the bitch i mean we should it's just starting it, it right no there. absolutely yeah that's just just fucking start all right cool good podcast late i'm gonna go uh, monitor my breathing now and be freaked out but yeah uh but it is you just got to start it and that's what it is and so with me with my issues being entangled and that was just starting any semblance of any type of work you know but i just didn't Mm -hmm. know where to start that was always like Mm -hmm. okay i have this shovel where do i need to start digging to build whatever it is this pool i'm putting in like do Mm -hmm. i do the shallow end first the deep end like it was always very unclear to me i also found that meditation helped in incremental ways there was no giant revelation like when I quit drinking or that night I decided, fuck, I'm done drinking. Like that almost seems uh, like a misleading sometimes is that first moment of clarity you have when you realize this is it. You know what I mean? Because you have the big mm-hmm. wow moment. For me personally, it was a big wow moment where I was like, I'm fucking done. You know? And uh, like after that, there were little tiny wow moments, but none as big as that first one where I was like, mm-hmm. this is no longer feasible. Mm-hmm. Like you need to change. So. After that, I would little changes. So I would I meditated for about two months, like every day, for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd listen to this Alan Watts one over and over again or this other one because I like Alan Watts' voice. And I noticed at work I did feel calmer but by incremental measures. I would still get pissed off during the day. Someone would still make me react because it's super easy. But I would feel like in the moments leading up to that, I'd feel much more at ease with myself. But not in a major way where I was like, oh, this is incredibly noticeable. Just in minor ways where I was like, Huh, I don't feel fucking mad right now. That's weird. Usually I'm mad to be here, you know? And I haven't meditated in a while. I just, it's all all the different routines I have during the day. I just haven't found a place to sit yet and just be calm and quiet. Even during a quarantine, which is what I should probably just start doing, you know? Well, let us not, let us not forget that, you know, we're in this quarantine and there's, there's a lot of, regardless of how you feel about quarantine and coronavirus, like there's a mm-hmm. lot of confusion. Um, yes and i i feel like that's that's a fairly universal fact for everybody regardless of right. if you're like well it ain't no thing or i'm terrified right. as hell so, right and the country's open i just personally am in quarantine i'm in lockdown i'm not sick or anything i'm just locking down because mm-hmm. i am not i don't want to get sick so i'm chilling i, I just want to clarify that I just want to clarify that I am not in a state that is in lockdown. Like we are open full balls to the wall, pretty much. Most balls. How about one ball? One, one ball, ball against one the, ball wall. To the wall. But yeah. that's besides the point, I guess. I just wanted to clarify it, but that doesn't really help out with the be calm well, aspect of this podcast. I think well, I think that you're you're trying your best. I mean, you it's not just you. I mean, I was I was having this conversation too about like, well, it's not just my health that I'm concerned about, it's my girlfriend as well. Right. I want I wanna mm-hmm. if I'm gonna hang out with anybody, it's gonna be her. And so you've got a family to concern about because you know you don't want to um, you don't want to get anyone else ill. You don't want to be a, and right. certainly not your family, let alone anybody else if you can help it. Um, right. And so I think that that's part of just trying to to find your way to a certain sense of calm and doing things like it doesn't. I I think too with recovery. There's this constant, you know, notion of, of we've got it. We do a step and then we do the next step and we do the next step. And these things are important. Right. It's important to make progress and it's important to go forward. It is okay. Now, don't bullshit yourself, but it is okay <laughs> to sit and rest for a moment. It is okay right. to say, I'm just going to go do something that makes me feel good and is not necessarily 
on that list of tasks that I need to complete to be a fully functioning healed human being. I'm going to go out right. and just sit in the sun. Again, I, I highly suggest that you don't bullshit yourself into right. complacency, but you can find moments of contentment. You can find moments of calm that don't that don't have to be attached to a program. Right. To re- recovery or self-improvement. Right. I think they're vital, actually, to mm-hmm. recovery. I think in a way it is about recovery, being able to know mm-hmm. that, like, I am a human being that exists outside of my addiction or outside of my alcoholism. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there was a point in time where that was my first defining thing was, like, I'm an alcoholic. It's just how I define myself. And now I'm beyond that. I'm like, that's just an aspect of who I am, you know? Like, hey, by the way. Like, I never walked up to someone and said, hi, I'm Jerry. I'm allergic to penicillin. Do you know what I mean? Like in the opening of my conversations, you know? And so when I first got in recovery, I was so proud of myself for not fucking my life up anymore that I would tell everybody all the time. But now as I've, as time passes, I'm like, well, this is my aspect of my personality. Not only am I allergic to penicillin, I fucking, if I drink, I can't stop drinking until my body says no more, just go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I guess it's, 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 it is those moments, those breaks are vital. They're, I think they're just as vital. And also, I my end goal at the end of the day, I think as for me personally, and my recovery has always been that I always wanted to hit a point where like I did not define myself by my my addiction to alcohol. Do you know what I mean? That that wasn't mm-hmm. my only defining characteristic, that I am a multifaceted person. I mean, I, it's still part of me. It's still in me. There's nothing I can do to avoid that. And I would never, I don't, plan on drinking again you know what i'm saying that i'm like this isn't part of my personality so it's time to fucking corona lime it you know or whatever the fuck people drink now seltzer i don't know anyway bud light seltzer but have you seen that shit with post malone and like i just had to skip the commercial on youtube because he just looks like a dirty homeless dude who's like <laughs> which is fine if you're a dirty homeless dude and that's your vibe like hell yeah but i just was like yo this is your spokesman like this this dude looks like a hangover like yeah. this dude looks like a hangover like you're supposed to be lying to me, telling me that booze is going to improve my life, not make me look like a fart in a couch cushion, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I digress. I agree. I don't know, really, man. I, I'm fucking 44 years old. I don't know nothing about Post Malone other than he looks like a fart in a couch cushion. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's a very nice man. I don't know. I have, yeah. I don't I even imagine know. His, I couldn't name one song. Must, I... I don't sunflower know. maybe but sunflower. that's only because i know a vampire weekend song by the same name so uh, you know got it i don't know um, that's for young people i'm not a young person speaking of um no i guess not speaking of calm but uh speaking of tiktok no speaking <laughs> you want to talk about speaking TikTok? of young people no <laughs> gonna, not really uh no no not really let's, yeah let's move on um so we just both recently had um birthdays oh yeah i forgot all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So I wanted hey, to... happy anniversary, man. Yeah, happy anniversary. Six <laughs> years, Jerry. Six years you Six, got. Five years for you, dude. Yeah. You and I, fifty-six, dude. Fifty-six. Yeah. How do you feel after six years? I've I've uh, worried about uh everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everything else worries me. But uh I, I made my own cake. I didn't get a chip. I'm glad you got a chip. Your chip is fucking hilarious. So uh, I'll it just tell you that story is a Mary Kay fucking Avon chip. I love it. No, I mean, I thought about ordering myself a chip on Amazon, but I was like, ah, it doesn't hit the same. You know, I'm just going to wait till one day when we get our shit together, I'm going to go back to the meeting and probably pick up a six and a seven chip at the same time, you know, because cause it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I feel good. I feel, I feel other than being worried about everything. I feel good. So you had you made yourself a cake and you drilled yeah. another hole. Will you tell me why or what your the little hole drilling bit? Well, I keep a twenty four hour chip on my keychain, and I just have drilled a hole for every year since the first year. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I think I read it. I read it maybe in a grapevine mm-hmm. or maybe saw someone at the meeting who had one. I just thought that shit looks cool as fuck. I'm gonna do that, and then yeah. I've just done it now because I love, um, I love having routines. I do. I'm yeah. a big fan of fucking schedules and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, here's my routine. It used to be I would shave all my facial hair off, but I just didn't. I just kept shaving since the last time. So now we're going backwards. I'm gonna grow the beard back. Oh yeah. For my year anniversary, yeah. Yeah, I, 
I, now that we're putting this stuff on YouTube, I, I didn't realize, and I didn't, like, I haven't combed my hair today, and it's just my fucking, everything is wild. So oh, is this on YouTube right now? It will be, yeah. Oh, it will way, be, so, yeah. Yeah, it will be. I keep forgetting that you, how many have you had? The last one was on YouTube? Just one, too? just one. Oh, I got to watch them now. That's funny. Um, so. I didn't realize they were on. What up, YouTube? What up, our two <laughs> followers? Like, subscribe, hit that bell below. Smash you know what I'm saying? that bell. Um, visit our Patreon. We ain't got shit, but we got, we got kindness in our hearts though. So, you know, kind, yeah, well, I mean, there's, that's, yeah. that's the, our intentions stuff. are good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, so my, so here's the story of this, the Mary Kay chip. Um, for those of you, you can go check out my Instagram post about it. But, um, so I got up one morning or a couple days ago, maybe, I guess it was the 4th of July and, um, or no, was it the 4th? Yeah. It was the 4th yeah. of July. I got up mm-hmm. and I was I texted the guy who runs like the chip thing. He's the one who gives out all the chips in my home group. And um I didn't hear anything from him. And I was like, whatever, man, like no big deal. I'm not sweating it or anything, but I'm just going to go for a run. So I go for a run and one of my one of my runs is to like if I have cash tips, I'll put them in the bank. So it kind of gives me like a mission. So I feel like I got to run right. to the bank. So I have no problem social distancing because I'm not wearing a shirt and I'm covered in sweat and I've got a mask yeah, on. Yeah, so nobody people... <laughs> wants to get near you, dude. Yeah, it's a, actually a really good technique. I promise. When I can smell myself, I promise you nobody's getting near me. Mm-hmm. So I go and I do that and I'm like, oh, which way should I go? And, and you know, serendipity, coincidence, I really feel like there was something bigger here. I really, I mean, they, we call it a God shot, right? So I was like, I'll just go mm-hmm. around this way afterwards. And who do I see pulling into the gas station right in front of me except for the dude who I just texted who doesn't uh, – or who takes care of the chips. So I, I go up to him and I talk to him and he's an old biker dude and he's he's got his Harley Davidson uh, bandana around his face, you know. Right. And, um, yeah. Perfect. So – we talk and he's like, oh man, I got a new phone. That's why I didn't get your message. And I was like, I was, it must, I mean, why? And so he started to tell me the story about something about a, um, a monk or a Buddhist monk that he had met or a friend had met or he'd met together. And there was something about the monk was saying, be careful what you invite into your life because what you invite into mm-hmm. your life will come. And then he said to me after we were done, he's like, thank you for inviting me into your life today, John. I'm going to, he didn't have the chip on him, but he said, meet me tomorrow. So we met the next day, which was super awesome. I was like, holy shit, this was meant to be. So the next day, and he's telling me that the chip and my whole thing has always been, I'll just take whatever somebody else has turned in. You know, I'll just take Mm -hmm. the chip that comes my way. That was intended for me. Right. So it's somebody who had the five years before me. And they that chip has done them well, so why wouldn't it do me well? And I give mine back, so I don't keep them all, and I give it back, and then my mojo can go on to somebody else. And so, yeah. So the next day, we meet with masks in the drugstore parking lot. We pull up, and he pulls out of a little baggie. You know, kind of, it was almost it was kind of like a drug deal. <laughs> you know, it's because they come yeah, in little baggies. Yeah. And he's telling me that the woman, and I know the woman who had the 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 chip before me, and I'm like, oh, cool, man, right on. And so he pulls this thing out, and I'll. There it is. In all its purple, bedazzled. Dude, it's glory, got jewels and shit. Which, it's beautiful. Which, so normally I would not be a purple, bedazzled kind of guy, but this, apparently, right. this year is, is the year of purple and bedazzled. And so it was just funny Hell to me. Hell yeah, dude. And there was a part of me that was like, yeah, uh, can I get a normal gold? And I was like, John, what do you. What are you concerned about? What is what is your problem? You know, like what the and just for a moment, I was like, oh, I just want my regular. But I was like, this has gone through somebody else's hands and through somebody else's life and brought them, you know. Right. And I don't know fully what the huge like these things have meaning because you give them meaning. Right. They don't have. Right. Yeah. So I think to me, it just is a good reminder. And I guess that I what I need to do and, you know, if I'm feeling like, oh, I did five fucking years. Like, that's a long time. That is a long-ass time, dude. So That is a long-ass time. That's half a decade, son. So that's like, that's a trip to me. So I got this coin, and I guess you can put what's called a basil on it, which sort of wraps mm. around and will actually make it so it can fit on a keychain. So I'm going to yeah. take it to the local jeweler and um, hang on. Oh. Oh. Uh, 
Remind me to turn my phone off during our recording sessions next time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so anyhow, so I'm going to get it put on my on my keychain. So, um, so are yeah. you not giving that one back out to the group then next year? Just well, I will. Keep the, no, I'll, the Mary Kay. No, I'll give it back. It'll just have the bezel on it. It'll with have the, the little... bezel. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it's B E Z E L bezel. Is that how you? Yeah, it's bezel. Yeah, like a watch. Yeah. So I Jeff, think that Jeff I th- bezels. <laughs> I think that Boom, the coin brings me some brings me some calm and some serenity, and I like having it on my keychain now. I mean, so do I. You carry yours with you, right? That 24 hours, it's on my key. I don't have my keys on me now because they jingle really loud on the pod. Right. But um, yeah, I carry it all the time. I like having it there. It reminds me of what this whole fucking thing is. Mm-hmm. Five years ain't shit. It's, 20, it's just the day. Right. It's just the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to be reminded of that sometimes. Not that I get cocky where I'm like, yo, Jack, you know what you're talking to? I got five years sober in this room. Like, I don't even talk in the room. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like... <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, any of us have 30 years to one day. That's all we got. That's all you got is 24 hours. It really fucking fucked me up to go into the rooms and learn, r- realize that. Like, all I really have is this one day to do anything, really. I mean, they all accumulate and you build work <laughs> up over those 24 hours and mm-hmm. build things during the time you have allotted. But at the end of the day, it's like, how do I do things within this time span while I'm awake? You know, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to carry it around. That's why I like the twenty-four hour one. The five one though, that shit is gorgeous. You should absolutely carry that around. I think you yeah. should wear it like a necklace. Like just I could. A nice should I get a chain? Chain, for it? yeah, with yeah, chain. Just rock it. Be running with that big heavy thing hitting <laughs> just you. <beating. laughs> uh huh. I no keep all off. my chips, but I'm also not as involved in my group as you are. Like you're pretty involved. Like people know your name and shit. More so, I think. But yeah. Maybe- and, and I don't know that that's necessarily important. I think you should be as involved as you want to. I think if – Absolutely, yeah. I just say I'm not involved enough to like be like, here's my chip. Like right. throw it back in the thing. Uh, so I have them all. I th- right. think I'm missing one. I'm missing like a five-month chip or something mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. You don't go to the birthday meeting? I just – I think I lost it. Yeah. I yeah. think – Maybe I was playing with them. I don't know. Hmm. So one thing too that I have um, – What do I want to say? How do I want to say this? So I think that sometimes what happens is you don't you should you should only be involved as much as you want to be involved, right? Mm-hmm. Except I have found that in those moments where I am I feel like ugh I don't want to do that or I'm thinking about it too much or something's kind of in my craw about recovery or AA or I feel like I should be doing something but I don't want to do it. It usually mm-hmm. means that I need to go and do that thing. Right? Oh yeah. It means yeah. that like you're right. Something's bothering me, and I need to confront it, and I don't want to confront it, and that's why it's bothering me. And so it's this like right. this cycle of you know this like whatever the thing is, the pebble in my shoe, right? I think yeah. I think Muhammad Ali said something like that that it's not the mountain in front of you that'll get to you; it's the pebble in your shoe that'll ruin right. you. Damn. And so like. <laughs> We keep looking for we're looking at the mountain like it's too much, and it's like we got to get the pebbles out of our shoes before we can even begin to climb the mountain, right? Or else that's it's gonna the, fuck you the, up. The, I I love it's the Spanish word for it is hueva. And hueva. You've heard me say it. You've known me for mm-hmm. years. Yeah, hueva. Like tengo hueva. Like I have a hueva. I'll say it to my wife all the time. Like I have a hueva. Like it's the pebble in my shoe. It's like I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I I wish there was a word for it in English because it's a great way to express like I don't want to do this shit mm-hmm. like like even with these podcasts there's some days where I don't want to fucking do them and I'm like ah oh, I think go web I don't want to do a podcast to talk about my stupid alcoholism I just want to play video games and eat chips all day and then I do the podcast and afterwards I feel fucking great I'm walking around singing shadows of the night being great you know like feeling good about life you know so the hueva is always there, and the hueva is the pebble. It's like a weight, like something you carry around, like that. It's just this thing that you just need to cast it off and deal with the shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, I think this, this is a, uh, those are good reminders that we, and that that we do these things on a regular basis. They give us good positive reinforcement, so that when right. those negative thoughts come in, we can go, nah, yeah, that. That I think I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway because it makes me feel good. And yeah, the whole and our, my brain is so 
when I used to go to like going to meetings, there would always be this like, well, I don't know if I have enough time, and and then I got to put some Same shoes here. on, and then I got to drive here. down there, right? So like yeah. all the li- mm-hmm. so I start to stack, do the shit fuck stack of all the things it's gonna do to take me to get down there, which is yeah. not that much. Putting shoes on and taking a ten minute drive is nothing. No. It's, and then I go nothing. and I feel yeah. so much better, and I'm like, oh my god, the rest of my day, wow, perspective, gratitude, um, fellowship, uh, whatever it is, right? So, right. And you can find those things elsewhere. It doesn't have to be in this particular program. You know, you can find it with friends. You can find it with you know other people, their mentors, teachers, that kind of stuff. Right. right. It doesn't have to be just the program. Exactly. You can find it with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think more so in this society now that we've become more open about our substance abuse problems, our addictions, our alcoholism and stuff, that it is easier now to be able to find someone who can relate and you can work with than it was when the you know Bill and Dr. Bob got together and they're like, let's start this thing up. You know, back then, you didn't. Uh, there wasn't even a fucking word for it, right? They were just like alcohol... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if they coined the term alcoholism. I imagine it was around before that, but do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just something that you just, yeah. Of course, you're an alcoholic. Everybody here is an alcoholic. The whole society is all alcoholics. You know, like, and then as you know, well, I'm gonna get into the history of it, but you know, the society got they, more polite. People right. less talked about it less. It was a sign of weakness, and then now it's like. Who the fuck doesn't talk about their problems? I love this younger generation. <laughs> I love these younger mm-hmm. people because they're so fucking open about shit. I love it. I'm a talker. That's why I have a podcast with you because mm-hmm. I can't not do anything without talking about it constantly. So when I see younger people online being like, I uh, prefer to be referred to this way or this is my gender pronoun. They'll have it in their bio or shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Like you're talking about who you are and what you are and how you prefer to be addressed or how you prefer to look at the world, you know, even if it runs, not in that case, but in other cases, even if I don't agree with it, I still applaud it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still like good for you for being open and now more so with people, their addictions and stuff. Like you never really saw shit like that on the news, people talking about that. And now it's like, I mean, you know, it's great to be able to, it is to great. know that you're not you're not alone because that's the thing it's that just, really that's the thing that for me was was so instrumental in the self destruction of my alcoholism was I am alone I am the only one who feels this and I was so convinced of it you know I, I've told the story right. about going to that first AA meeting when I was completely yeah. fucking drunk at eight o'clock in the morning from the night before. And still not, I mean, obviously I was so drunk, but um, yeah. I wasn't able to see <laughs> that other people, that I wasn't the only one. It's like, you wouldn't understand. There's so much contempt in our hearts as alcoholics when we're drinking. Yeah, absolutely there is. Yeah, that's what fuels us. I, I just, I, I, I'm just glad to know nowadays that even though it has helped me immensely and I support it 100%, AA isn't the only game in town anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's not one size fits all. People would like to believe mm-hmm. it is, but it's not. Nothing is that absolute. Like mm-hmm. nothing in life is a binary. Nothing. So why would it, why would your approach to recovery be a binary? You know. So that's why I'm glad people are being so open about it. Is that they can figure out new ways, and then I can go to their things and be like, hmm, that's a pretty good. I'm gonna steal that and use that on my own. You know. And you're you're absolutely right about the the um that that thing that us alcoholics hold when we're drinking. You know what was the word you used? I lost it. I said we 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 hold a lot of contempt, contempt in our hearts contempt. for everything. Yes, because why the fuck do I want to go sit in a church basement, with old people, and cry about being drunk? I'm not powerless. I'm absolutely not powerless. I have a fifth of whiskey in my bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, dude, you're not powerless, but you're carrying a fifth of whiskey in your bag and just kind of sipping out of it. You know, like there, there's something's got power here, uh-huh, right? And that's. You know, like, yeah. I think, too, um, and I wanted to talk to you about this, uh, the slumper thing. And you yeah, think let's about talk being about powerless slumper. and this negative I thoughts. I ain't doing it, but yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I tagged you in it. It's not too late. You just you just got to catch up. But um, Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, so being contemptuous, being – there's a lot of negative thoughts that come with that. And I – continually still to this day have negative thoughts that pop up in my head. I'm getting better at not listening to them or going, Oh, okay. Yeah. Or one thing that like my therapist 
told me was, um, ask the negative thought if it has any proof of what it's saying. Right. And so, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that's good. If there's no proof, then what's the fucking, what, who is he babbling about? I mean, it's right. just, a, at that point, right. it's just a conspiracy theory that I don't need to give any credence to. That I'm no Dude, I love this. I'm stealing this from <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So I love that. Man, I should have taken advantage of that better help shit. Anyway, right. go ahead. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that that's it. The negative thinking is just a conspiracy theorist that has no proof of anything and wants to tangle it all up and red yarn me, red string me left and right. And right. so when our our friend of the pod, Mishka Shubali, put on his social media that he was going to do a slumper. Like he, he kind of let his fitness go and he's like, I'm going to do a hundred miles in the month of July and we're going to do 3000 pushups. Who's with me? Hashtag slumper. Cause it's like a summer slump. Cause you know, he hadn't been working out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, Oh, that's cool. But I could never do a hundred pushups a day. Right. And I was like, and then I thought, well, how, why not? Why, why do you think that? Who told you that? You're the only one who's telling you that. Like, maybe just right. figure out how to do 100 push-ups a day. Can you do 10? Can you do 5? Like, figure it the fuck out. And I saw other people online who were doing this, and somebody had taken a whole sheet of paper and drawn, like, little dashes. And then every uh-huh. time they would do 10 push-ups, they would just put a check on top of one of the dashes. So they're like, here's right. my 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 push-ups for the day or the month or whatever. And so it's like you just keep doing it until all the boxes are filled and then you're done. And so the first time I was like, well, I'm going to have to modify this. And I think the first day, this is only a week into this, was I did push-ups on the (laughs) fucking hood of my car because I I didn't feel like I could do them straight on the ground. Yeah. So I did like 60 of those. And then I think I added sit-ups the first couple of days into that 100. Yeah, I saw that. So I was was like, like, whatever, I'll just figure it out. And then as I went along, and this has only been in the last few days, I was like, oh, okay, well, if I do, can I do 20? So I did 20, and then I was like, then the, the, the big epiphany was a few days ago, if I wake up in the morning and I do them first thing, before coffee, before anything else, if I'm not even, like, awake, if my brain's not working, then I don't have anyone uh-huh. to listen to to complain. You know, there's no complaining. Are you doing all 100, or are you just doing 20 five times a day? Right. So I do I do 20, and I now, now I'm up to 30. I can do 30 first thing in the morning. And oh, the, okay. the form is not great, <laughs> but, you That's know. That's all right. It's all right. I'm getting them done. So yeah. it's progressed pretty quickly into doing 30 push-ups first thing in the morning, which I would never have thought that was possible. No, it wakes and, you up though, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Jesus, I don't. It's not pretty, man. Fitness is not oh. always pretty. No, none of it is. And remember <laughs> when I was telling you I started working out, and the dude had a poster behind him, and it said something like, "If you look cute, you're not doing it right," or something. And we both <laughs> laughed our asses off. It was mm-hmm. like Hasfit, the Hasfit guy on YouTube. But you're right, it's not pretty. It's a fucking mess. So, but I feel so much better. Like I've already done mm-hmm. my hundred for today. I still got to do you. my sit-ups and do my squats and go for a run and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to hang out with the lady and the other boys want to Zoom from Vegas and other where. Oh, yeah, but, the um, Zoom boys. The yeah. Zoom boys. The Zoom boys. <laughs> well, I did 40 today. And here's nice. – I want to explain why I said okay. I wasn't going to do it is that it fucks up my schedule I already have. Right. Because two days a week – Sometimes three days a week, I'll do my five miles. And then those other extra days are dedicated to lifting weights already. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to run, do a running day and then do my 100 pushups. And then the next day have to do the, uh, the extra 60 on top of the 40 I've already done. Do you know what I mean? It fucks mm-hmm. up my schedule. I'm a schedule guy. Right. If I didn't have like a schedule, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. Also, if I didn't feel like like I'm like might be dying right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not. Like, this is my excuse. This is. I know it's. It sounds so hollow when I can see your face, and I'm not just texting <laughs> it to you. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, and I can see my own face telling this bullshit lie to you. I'm like, yeah, but it's not really a bullshit lie though, because I do have my schedule. Like, I have my routine, and I'm like, man, these extra pushups gonna fuck my routine up. Routine's important. I routine's important. So then I gotta run five additional miles on top of like already working out for an hour for the day. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to do that. 
Well, I mean, that you you'd only have to run three miles a day instead if you did three every day, right? And then you could. But so, but the thing, so the thing is like oh, routine three every day, and routine yeah. is something that brings you calm. And I know this. And I was Absolutely. again, I was talking to my therapist about this, and she was. We were discussing some other things I need to write about that that writing would be helpful in me in another one of those tangible recovery self-work things in writing out about my dad or writing out about other mm-hmm. other stuff. And I said I said to her, well, I usually I do the three pages in the morning and I kind of feel like if I go outside of that or if I do more or if I'll ruin my morning, I'll ruin everything. You right. Know? Or if I right. if I if I don't do that same thing every single day, I'm going to ruin it. And she said, well, that's that's fine. You know, you don't need to change that. Um, but you you may want to think about incorporating it in other parts of your day if you don't want to ruin that. And so, like, we didn't have we didn't always have the routines that we have today. We had no. to develop them. We had to, and again, this is not directed directly at you, Jerry. But yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying that we develop these routines and they feel good. And then so there's that comfort zone, and it's like, well, should I try something new? And then if I try something new, and then it, and then it ruins everything, and then I'm gonna be a failure, and I'm gonna be dead, and I'm gonna be drunk, and so don't go, don't go changing. To try and please me. <laughs> oh, no, I know. And how many times have I disagreed with something you've wanted to do? I do it all the time. Uh-huh. It's in my nature to be an objective, not objective. That's the wrong word. <laughs> it's in my nature to like disagree. I just, contrary. I'm very contrary. I've been that way my entire life. I question everything. Why? Why are we doing this? Why the fuck am I doing this? But with this thing, though, it really is sincere that I have my routine in place and I really enjoy my routine. I'm seeing benefits from the routine I'm doing right now. So I don't mm-hmm. want to upset it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do love how you talk about that spiral in your head. Well, if I don't do the routine, this and this and this and this, yeah, this happens. Yeah, it's real. It is real because I all the time my wife's like, I was telling her yesterday, my chest is really bothering me and I'm worried that I might be getting sick with this fucking coronavirus. And she's like, you're fine, Jerry. And I'm like, well, I got really hot running my five miles. And she's like, why did you run five miles? And I'm like, because I run five miles now. That's my new thing. And she's like. No, but why didn't you just run three and come home and rest? And I'm like, because I have to run five. And she's like, who's telling you you have to do that? And I'm like, I am. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because if I don't run the five miles, I'm going to gain all this weight back. I'm going to turn into a fat piece of shit. I'm going to die of a heart attack, taking a dump or doing something equally stupid. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're not, dude. Like, stop with the spiral, you know? And that's exactly what you talk about. When I, early on in my recovery, I was like, if I don't do these things, I'm going to fucking die of alcoholism. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to fucking die of it. If I just let one thing slip, if I'm not constantly diligent about what I'm doing every single day and I just let one little pin go un- unchecked, that's it. I'm just going to fucking die in a bar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, just- so is there, is there any evidence of that in reality that if you mm-hmm. let one thing slip, you're going to die in a bar? I mean, have you let things slip before and been no. okay? You don't let no, things oh, slip. No, oh no, as far as my alcoholism, no, I don't drink. Yeah, right. but no. As far yeah, I've let things slip in regards to working my program. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. My program's not even fully worked. You know what I mean as far as like the steps go and the logical way of taking these steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not dead in a bar yet. Not that I know of. No. Although, you know, flash forward, I'm like trying to stop a robbery in a bar. I'm just walking by and I see it. I mean, that would be ironic. Just you paint a big mural of me or something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think that um, <laughs> Jerry was trying to save the white claws, save... and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I think I think that without our the reason that we have been successful at recovery is is that we have been flexible, we have been willing to change, we have been open to new ideas and new ways of living. I mean, I, I that's that's just a fact. So, yeah. so, and again, I'm not, man, I, I don't want you to change your routine. I just, I just wanted to try something different. So I tried something different and I'm not like, oh, I know. And you invited me along and I was just like, fuck no. Cause that's just how I am in I general. Like that's what I expected. I didn't expect you yeah, to be like, exactly. let's do this, dude. Let's go. You know? Let's go. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I thought it was, uh, I think it's great you're doing it. I'm like really fucking proud of you. And I can't wait till all this shit is done with. Because I want to hang out and go for a run and yeah. see our pace and how we run yeah. and, you know, like, 
like that'd be I actually think that's really fucking weird that it would be fun there is part of my brain that's like that's so weird that this dude that you used to fucking go eat raw oysters and drink fucking shitty whiskey with you know what I mean right. like now I'm like let's go on a little let's go on we'll a little 5k a, let's go on a, let's go on a 5k. 5k dude let's do a 10k we'll take, in the fucking woods somewhere let's do a 10k 10k in the woods you know we'll take a lot of walking breaks we'll talk we'll fucking yeah. cry a little it'll be alright buddy it's you know, fine. I, Get yeah. your camel back. You'll be fine. Put some fucking. I've never trail done mix. a cat. I've never run with. I've never done that kind of run before. I'm like a track runner, but I would love to run a trail. I was watching a guy run trails on YouTube the other day. He was like a British guy, and he was running this whole um, abandoned train line, like running along the tracks mm-hmm. and over the bridges and stuff. And like it wasn't even, a, and it was like 40k or something. It wasn't even a consistent run. Like he'd walk a lot. Yeah. Didn't run. He had a shovel. He was using a shovel for a walking stick. But he'd stop and eat some gorp or whatever, and then keep running and shit. And I was like, that looks so interesting to me. These guys who do this trail running, like you, you do trail running. I love it, man. It's the it's... and I've never done it. I've never done it. And then this core hit, and like everybody's on the trails. So I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking be in these crowded Oregon trails right now. You know, they're not as crowded as you think, especially now that mm-hmm. things are opening up. Like you can mm-hmm. go because the one that's by my house, which is where I see a lot of the a lot of the pictures, um is is really close and it's not that it's not that trafficked like there are yeah. see, i'll see a lot of cars most of these cars are not running up and down the hills that i'm running most of these people are at the park benches or at the picnic benches right yeah and so <clears throat> that's the great thing like i don't know probably skinner's butte or there's uh, there's probably lots of popular ones there's skinner's you... butte probably hendrix park <laughs> yeah and skinner's um, i've done i haven't run it i've walked it because skinner's is really vertical it's but, it, it, it's a it's a fucking trek, but it's nice. It's beautiful. When I think about these things and the trail running is more for me. We talk about being calm and finding calm and finding peace is like being out there by myself with the trees mm-hmm. and the birds and sometimes the deer or whatever it is. If I see them, like there's some serious like healing properties to being out there, and it's not yeah. just about. I've I've kind of when I go out there. My pace is terrible. It's like 18 minutes a mile. It, I might as well right. be walking the entire time because a lot of it is uphill and downhill and the down, yeah. you know, all this stuff. But it's it's a different kind of um, workout and it's a different kind of exercise. And there's a lot of um, mental uh, mental health that comes with it. So, right. So I, you're not even listening to music then. You're just listening to nature and just kind of jogging. Sometimes, sometimes I'll put uh-huh. the headphones in when I want to like push myself. But a lot of times I'll have them and I'll pull them out and I'll just want to be out there. And so I think that it's really – I just don't want – I was there where you were at where you're like, I got to run five miles because that's what I do. And if I don't do that, I'm going to be a fat piece of shit and I'm going to you know, start drinking and all this stuff. And and then I started to slowly – I would be – and then I would not do that or I would do something different and I would be miserable and I would feel like I'm going to die and I'm going to be a fat piece of shit. Right. Like you're doing it wrong. You're going to relapse. And, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it wrong. It doesn't feel right. Man, I'm not losing the mm-hmm. weight that I used to. Uh, all these things. And then I started doing the trails and it was like, this is so beautiful out here, man. Like I really – this is better than hitting the pavement and getting the five miles in. This Maybe that's better. why you're burning like 10,000 calories per run because you're walking down these trails that are up and down. Because I'll get a little thing and it'll be like, tell your friend John congratulations for burning 50,000 calories on like a two-mile run. And I'm like, are you on the fucking moon? Like, what are you doing? Well, it's not but that much Maybe it is. But, yeah, it's I not that. Know. It's not 50,000, but it's, it's – It's like 1,500, it's, right? I don't know if that's yeah, real or but not. But maybe you are burning more because you're, you're bigger than me and you're – you're exerting yourself a little more because you're going, I'm on a track. I'm on mm-hmm. a track listening to earbuds. I'm listening to my running mix on Spotify and I'm just like psh, being propelled mm-hmm. forward. Whereas like you're going up and down hills and down trails. You're using parts of your legs that I don't use because right. you have to steady yourself on trails that are uneven. You're using all these muscles that I'm not using mm-hmm. as much, you know. Whereas like, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought up the running because we haven't really talked about it in a long time. We haven't. I don't feel like we haven't. But um, <laughs> That, I think, is more my meditation than anything else, even when I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. And I do find myself thinking, like, thoughts will invade me while I'm running. And I have to sometimes try to just let them, like, I'm meditating. I just let them, I acknowledge them and let them pass. I'm like, oh, look, a thought. And then I let it go. And, um, yeah, man, there are moments where I'm running and I'm listening to the 
my earbuds and like a good song comes on and I just feel like I'm just stabbing in the direction I'm going. I'm just part of this. I feel like in touch, like I'm just part mm-hmm. of everything and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is moving forward, you know, just constantly being propelled forward. I, and I love that feeling. It's one of my, so my wife's like, why do you run five miles? That's also part of it too. Cause I'm like the alcoholic in me loves feeling really good afterwards <laughs> and loves being in tune with shit. Like the drunk in me that wants to feel super good loves that feeling. I'm like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. dude yeah. don't don't take that away from yourself i would only no, say, I, would, yeah. I would only say that there are other ways to find that feeling in other yes, ways there of are. running like there yes. there's other and i would i say, would love to do those other ways of running i just once again i just have to go do them well you said get the pebble out get the web out just go fucking do it just go do it yeah, yeah. just go do it and i so I would love to invite you down here when we can figure out, like, when, well, I don't know, when vaccines or whatever What's this, happens. coronavirus? Coronavirus. Whenever we wake up from the dentist's office and this is all a bad dream. or And we're both 12. I'll just, like, I'll call you long distance <laughs> in California and be like, hey, don't start drinking. Meet up with me in 10 years, all right? Don't drink. Somebody we're shakes gonna... the Etch-A-Sketch on, this, on the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> and we can get back to normal or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Rona, I just cast it out. Coronavirus out. Get mm-hmm. out. A crack an egg. Come down. The- come down to the redwoods, or we. I'll go up to. We can go somewhere Fuck, out. Man, Oregon. running the redwoods would be nice. There are definitely beautiful trails here. I just haven't. I have not done any research. Like I've, it's all been. I just run my track by my house, and it's not a. It's a nice Rexius trail. I mean, it mm-hmm. goes along all Amazon the road down there, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty run. And you get kind of up in the woods a tiny bit, but, uh, man, I don't know, man. I might go hike that butte. Maybe that's all I'll do tomorrow. I, and you, you'd be surprised. You'd switch up whatever your Fitbit or whatever you're using to track calories, and you say instead of run, yeah. you say hike. And for whatever reason, like hike, on mine, yeah. the hike always – I always burn more calories when I'm out there. And I don't know if Are that's... you – oh, so you have a Fitbit now? No, but I use oh. I use whatever's on my on phone. On your phone? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I just, I, it's a different kind of thing. And so I don't feel, I don't feel like I've neglected myself by not running when I go for a hike. Like it's a whole different world. There's a whole, it's all about just expending that amount of energy you Mm -hmm. need to expend during the day. There's just a certain amount of energy everybody should be expending during the day in order to stay healthy. You know, it's true. So I tell Megan all the time, I'm like, it's not even about weight. Sometimes it's just about keeping my resting heart rate at a certain thing. Like Mm -hmm. I just want to keep my resting heart rate at that good, healthy level that makes me feel better, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we all are, you know, figuring out our own ways to find calm and find peace and find contentment and comfort. And, like, it doesn't come easy and it's going to be different. And, like, try something and if it doesn't work, try something else. And if that doesn't work, you try yeah. something else. And it's just this... Keep trying until it works. This trial and error that, you know, we've we've we as alcoholics have spent so many years being self-destructive and hating ourselves. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to get back on, you know, another track. So Absolutely. I will say that nature has definitely been something for me that's been instrumental and yeah, I need to plan another like trek out to the coast or to the redwoods or something like that. So Yeah, well, man. Get out while you can, John. Yeah. Get out while you can. <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> ominous. It does sound so <clears throat> ominous. But I think everything's going to be okay. Like if if I didn't believe everything was going to be okay, if I didn't have faith that everything was going to be okay, I wouldn't have made it this far, right? I would have right. been like, you know, it's not. Dead in a bar. Dead yeah. in a bar. And I certainly. Dead in I, your room. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Not no. So congratulations on six years, Jerry. Congratulations on five years, Johnny. Every Thank year you. we're going to do this mm-hmm. until we're just two 70-year-old dudes podcasting. Could you imagine? Being like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I I mean, I got I, we got a I got a um a message from somebody uh, one of our Patreon uh patrons and and they were like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys are back. 2 weeks seemed too long in this quor- time of quarantine." Wow. And so I guess we'll just if you guys keep listening, we'll keep talking. Right. Y'all got to stop writing him that shit because he's just going to keep making me do these forever. <laughs> forever. No, keep writing him. Encourage you. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Forever. 
be like, yo, John, I can't podcast. I'm going to my daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, by that point, you'll we'll be able to just do everything remotely. You know, you just yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just tap the ear, the little earpiece. Mm-hmm. Bing, bing. Mm-hmm. Right on. Is there anything else? Do you have any other parting words? No. Uh, I'm good. I'm on Twitter again. Follow me at uh-huh. at, uh, at at We Came to Fight. All one word. I'm not doing anything important on Twitter, but if you want to follow me, that's fine. <laughs> I'm doing nothing important. I'm just writing funny things. While I have my morning coffee and look at the morning COVID numbers for Oregon. Wasn't there something about the beekeeper? Johnson? Yeah, it's my new children's show, dude. <laughs> beekeeper Jones, dude. Beekeeper Johnson. Look for it on, mm. on Quibi. On Quibi, yes. It's well, going to be on Quibi, dude. Beekeeper Johnson. It's just a lot of bees flying out of my mouth. Be careful. They might, they might pick you up. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.